I think a really good teacher is one who not only tells you, but if at all possible, also shows you. And I think Jesus is clearly a really good teacher. You recall that in Matthew's gospel, Jesus has been telling his disciples and other followers about the kingdom of heaven or the kingdom of God. This week, the kingdom of heaven is demonstrated for the disciples and for the roughly 20,000 or so people who happen to be at this particular gathering. Jesus, you see, has tried to take a much-needed, well-deserved mini-vacation. He gets in a boat. He's going to find a deserted place where he can be alone. He needs a little time to himself. His cousin John... John the Baptist has just been beheaded by Herod, and there's a chance he'll be coming after Jesus next. Jesus needs to get spiritually reinforced. His time is running out, and he needs to be about his father's business. So he goes off, but the crowds follow, and when he goes ashore, there is a sea of humanity waiting there for him. 5,000 men and likely twice that many women and children have felt such longing, have had such need for what Jesus can offer that they have hiked around the lake, walked long distances to be there when he arrives at the shore. So Jesus seizes the moment to teach them by example by what the, what the kingdom of heaven, the reign of God, is like. A life lived God's way is a life filled with compassion. The scripture says when he went ashore, he saw a great crowd and he had compassion for them. Jesus put his own needs on hold because as needy as he was at that moment, and he was, these folks were even needier. As much as he needed rest and reassurance and comfort from God, they needed his company and healing and words of hope. So Jesus walked among them, talking with them, touching them, smiling with them, laughing with them, living life with them. And scripture says he cured their sick. And I would contend there were all manner of sickness among them. To some, he gave a few moments of his time just the cure they needed for that overwhelming loneliness they'd been experiencing. To some, he gave a touch a smile, a kind word, because that was all they needed to restore their sense of dignity and worth that the world had stolen from them. To some, he gave physical help, helping the blind to see and the deaf to hear and the lame to walk again. To some, he gave comfort, for like him, they were feeling the pain of grief and loss and heartache. The kingdom of God is a reign of compassion. And sometimes the compassion, the love and grace of God is known through something as simple as a shared meal. The disciples come to Jesus and urge him to send these people away because it's, it's almost supper time and it's getting dark and they need to get back to town so they can eat. Now, I know we often like to paint the disciples as mean or stupid, but they really do seem to care about the people. They just don't always seem to understand how they're to go about doing that. Jesus says, well, if they're hungry, you give them something to eat. 
Notice that Jesus didn't say, well, then get out of the way and let me turn this lake into wine and these stones into manna. He could have done that, you know. But instead, he includes them as workers in the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is coming into being by God's power and just might be working through the actions of everyday plain old human beings. You give them something to eat. We can't do that. All we've got is five loaves and two fishes. Sound familiar? We can't do that. We're just a little church. We don't have enough people. We couldn't raise enough money. We wouldn't even know how to begin to go about it. We don't have the resources. We don't have the leadership. We don't. We couldn't. We wouldn't. We can't. So Jesus teaches them that the kingdom of heaven is about trusting God to give us enough. Jesus takes the meager amount of food they bring him and he blesses God for it. He then breaks it and gives it. In the kingdom of heaven, the citizens trust God to mysteriously and wondrously provide. And when the meal is over, somehow there are 12 baskets of scraps left over. Jesus left the kingdom of heaven in the hands of his followers. Each of us is an instrument in that kingdom. We are to be people of compassion. We are to, on occasion, put our own needs on hold and care for others. We are to leave our personal isolation, our homes, our cars, our cell phones, our computers, our boats on the lake, and get out there in the world and get our hands and feet dirty. We are to get out among the people, the tired, the unclean, the hurting, the lost, the lonely, the unlovely. We are to remember that they are whole people who have both physical and spiritual needs. And we must never concentrate solely on the one at the neglect of the other. The kingdom of God must be about the work of touching both. As citizens of that kingdom, one of our biggest challenges is what? To trust the Holy One. We must unclench our fists, quit crying like greedy little children, know it's mine, and remind, remember that everything we have is a gift from our loving God. And when we are willing to share those gifts, God will make it enough, even more than enough. That's an act of faith. That requires us to trust, to surrender all that we have to the direction of the Holy Spirit. And I'm not talking here about just money, although some think that's all we preachers talk about. Citizens of the kingdom, disciples of Christ, give not only their money, but also their time, their service, their hearts and minds to God. But I only have a few hours a week I could spare for that project. And Christ responds, bring them to me. But I can't think of anything to say, what good would my few words do? Bring them to me. But I don't have many skills. I don't have a lot of talents. I only have five of this and two of that. And Jesus says, bring them to me. And miraculously, they become enough. When we heed the call of Jesus to bring them to me and place in his hands whatever gifts we bring, wondrous things can happen. With every smile, every dollar, every warm hug, every kind word, the kingdom of heaven draws a little nearer. We are to tell it, and we are to live it. 
What is Jesus asking of you when, he, when you hear him say, you give them something? What will we offer when he says, bring them to me? Through a simple meal of bread and fish, people encounter the grace and love of God. It is often as we share a meal that we meet God. Today we will come again to Christ's table, bringing our bread, our juice, our very lives to be transformed through an encounter with the Holy. And we pray, thy kingdom come. Amen. We don't, we don't have a designated communion offering this morning, or we didn't have one. And I want to tell you about something that, that God has been nudging me to do for a long time, and I always say, but we're not enough. We're not enough. I have a friend from who's a member, uh, a really active member over at First Methodist Round Rock. I know him from there. His name is Ross, Russell Crawford. He invented a drilling apparatus that can go into these, uh, these, these um, third world countries and drill water holes where there's no water in a very cost-efficient manner. Uh, he's got an organization called One Million Wells. And he is seeking to, it costs $500 to drill one well. Or if you raise $1,000, you actually purchase the equipment and the training for them to continue to drill wells. Right now, he's overworking in India. He works in places like Honduras, Guatemala, Africa, India, all over the world. And I want to challenge us to not just raise the money to, to drill one well, but to raise $1,000 to buy well drilling equipment and training to help people in places where water is scarce. We, you know, we're in a drought right now and we're having to water our lawns a little less. And we think we're underprivileged, right? I mean, we're really, we're really, uh, you know, my, my lawn is not as lush as I would like it to be. These are people who live in places where water is scarce and drilling wells economically is a wondrous gift of life. And so for the communion offering this morning, bring the deal. And you can do it through PayPal or through writing a check. I want to start a fund for raising money, $1,000, to drill wells through this organization, One Million Wells. And I'm going to do my best to get Russell Crawford over here to talk to us about it. I think it would be wonderful. But let's start this morning with seed money. And we'll get Ashley to draw one of those thermometers for us, and like we did with the with the sign out front. And let's do something. Let's do something good for the kingdom of God and for people where water is truly scarce. All right. Amen. Right. Amen. All right. We're doing good work, people. Thank you so much.